Hello, sports fans. You are listening to Beyond Debatable, the podcast that covers all things sports. I am your host, Mike on the mic, and he is Jack the Statman Cutter. Hey, Jack, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm fantastic, Mike. Uh, full disclosure, before the pod starts, I want to throw this out there. I'm a little baked right now. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know um, if you should be throwing that out there, but you know, it's it is. It's there. 1 a.m. It's going to be explicit, okay? So I just wanted to, you know, let everyone know. All right. That's fair. All right, Jack. So, uh, big day tomorrow. NBA playoffs start. Yeah. Are there any, like, exciting matchups tomorrow that you like of the four games? So, looking at the four games, I'm... Oh, my God. I feel like Nets... I feel like Nets-Sixers is going to be a decent series. Um, I think everyone wants the Nets to win that. For real. I mean, if if you're rooting for Philly, I don't know what you're doing. Because Brooklyn's just been such a good story with D'Angelo turning into an all-star, and then you have their their entire team, especially considering after the Boston trade, they were left for dead. I mean, they didn't have anything. Picks, young players, anything. I'll, their owner was off in fucking Russia. Yeah. I, really. I don't know. Yeah. Also, just like going on a side note on that, I understand like Pascal Siakam's had a really good year, but how is he a front-runner over D'Angelo Russell for the most improved player? I, I don't understand. That. I, 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 I would pick. Is it because Toronto's Siakam. got wins? Is that is that what we're going off of? That, yes, that's that's the reason. But but why does most approved mm-hmm. player have to do with wins? Where like I get the MVP with most valuable player having to do with your team's success, but most improved player is more of like a individual, like how you've improved your own game, not really help the team in my opinion. So I don't know. I kind of find that to be weird. How like. We're gonna give somebody the most improved player because they got more wins. But then, like six man of the year, do we do we go by wins on that? Because Jamal Crawford used to get that when he was in like Phoenix. You're not gonna get like the logic behind some of these awards is ridiculous. Most improved is one of the weird ones because like okay, I would argue that Giannis this year actually has a really good case considering that he's gone from like a pretty a star to like uber superstar like that technically to me would be a most improved player but no one's going to give him the, the award yeah i mean that's just not gonna happen like they're not gonna give it to they're not gonna give him two exactly. awards two of the biggest awards of the year yeah exactly then then like the other one is rookies or second year players improving like De'Aaron fox like De'Aaron fox last year was awful right and this year he's been the best player on the kings who were a huge upstart and completely changed the course of their franchise until also, by the way, another tangent. Yeah. What, what are they doing with their coach? Like, what what's going on? Who are we talking like, about? The first time the Canes. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Dave Yeager. Yeah, he was done what, so why wrong. Is he, why was he fired? He was done so what wrong. Are, they had their most wins uh, in like 13 seasons or something. Like, I know it's still 39 wins only, but that team was so bad like two years ago. And like the fact that they almost had a winning record and were like in playoff contention for over half the year is like remarkable. That like just compared to what they had. And Bagley got hurt when they, like, when they started to, like, fade off, it was not, like, Bagley was out for a lot of that time. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, that's, like, that, uh, that's, like, probably, I don't know, you could argue Fox, but that's probably their best player, just, like, offensively and defensively. It's, wow. I mean, it's okay. definitely. I'd argue Fox. It's definitely, like, one, two. So, like, I'm, even though Bagley comes off the bench sometimes, which I don't really understand, I think it's just, like, a psychological thing. Could be wrong. I'm not a Kings fan. Don't watch many of their games, but. I mean, I mean, towards the end of the year, he was averaging 2010. Yeah. Like, he needs to start next year. I don't know why. They were starting Bielitsa or something. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. He can shoot. 
Bagley, Bagley's better than him. Yeah, like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, Yerger has done so wrong, but he'll he'll get a job real quickly. I don't know where, but he's, he's okay. definitely gonna get a job. Anyway, uh, back to your uh, Pascal Siakam thing. Why, you yeah. said that you like him over D'Angelo Russell. Why? Why? Yeah. Um. Well, partially, I think D'Angelo has a lot of the narrative behind him because he's the best player on an overachieving team. The thing with Siakam and. I think it's kind of missed in the shuffle, is that Toronto this year, like, they're second in the East, one of the best teams in the league. Kawhi and Kyle Lowry have been injured for, like, all a lot of the season. Like, Kawhi's been sitting out with, like, bullshit load management issues because right. of his injury back in San Antonio, and Kyle Lowry also got injured during the year. And Siakam, at a lot of points, was, like, their second-best player. Like, he's... Yeah, but... I, let me look up the. But for stats. okay, D'Angelo Russell, you can make the same argument with like Karis LeVert got hurt and then you, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie got hurt too. So like, I don't think you can use the the oh he had to carry the team because I mean they both average sixteen points a game. About it's not like I don't know. I I mean yeah, just looking at Siakam's stats. I mean he went from averaging seven points, four rebounds to like seventeen yeah. seven rebounds with really good defense he, he just improved across the board i mean he's i i think one i person i personally wait yeah, d'angelo I'll, russell tw- is averaging 21 a game by the way i don't know what i was looking at yeah i i, I, I was kind of, assuming i was looking at the wrong thing. no d'angelo's been awesome he's I, been I really good really... and he's averaging seven assists too like damn yeah i i could i'm not gonna argue with you that d'angelo would win over pascal i would just but like pass- pascal but... because i th- yeah. Like looking everywhere, it looks like Pascal's like the favorite. I just don't really understand that. That does happen with these awards. Like some person gets the narrative that they like I know I just said Russell makes a lot of sense for that, but I think people are just real rewarding Siakam because Toronto's better. This happens with a lot of teams. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know why like this is how the media just It literally is up just all like these awards. It's literally just just like changing the narrative to make your guy look better. Because, like, the whole James Harden-Giannis comparison, James Harden back in 2017, or it might have been last year, I don't know, one of the years he won. When did he win the MVP last year? He was like, well, yeah. I thought wins is what matters. And now this year he's trying to win MVP when he's the four seed and Giannis is the one seed. And I don't know. It's like I you can't use that. that next, you, actually, it's like you can't use I think that. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's like you can't use that argument where wins matters most, like a year ago, and then this year you're trying to claim yourself for MVP when you're not. But like, obviously, he's not going to say that Giannis is the MVP because, like, who would do that? I I also just with the Siakam thing, I would argue that he's a much better defender than D'Angelo Russell, which I know people don't care about that. That's true. Realize that's not but a big those, deal, yeah. but like, but also he, like. Like, Brooklyn's the most improved team. Like, that's fair. He's the most improved player on the most improved team. And uh, Toronto was a one seed last year. Their team changed up. I mean, they were probably just as good this year as they were last year. But I don't know. I just feel like D'Angelo Russell's really taking this team to the next level because nobody saw them making the playoffs. At least I didn't. Actually, you did. You saw them making the playoffs. I did, but yeah. it wasn't because they were good. It's because the East is dog shit. Yeah, that's like, true. What is. The Pistons made it. Yeah. And the Pistons... What the fuck is that? Yeah, the, Pist- on a the Pistons being 500 in the playoffs, it's like... Come on. You know? I don't... 
it's got me thinking of the playoff format, to be honest, where you just rank them 1 through 16. And I know a lot of people, I originally didn't like that just because I'm more traditional when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. travel travel would definitely have to change because you don't want Boston playing Golden State in the first round. It, that's that's just hypothetical for my travel scenario. Or, like, yeah. uh, Detroit even playing Golden State in the first round. It'd be, like, you would have to extend, like, travel days would have to be two days instead of one. And then uh-huh. I don't think it's feasible to have – or um, I don't think it's, like – I don't know the word for it. I don't think it's, like, possible to have a best-of-seven series where you're traveling that many miles from game to game. But I definitely think series would be a lot more interesting in the second and third rounds. But then again, would the first round be more, like, not competitive? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's got to change. I feel like it's definitely Mm got to change. It's just come to a point where it's, like, like, five or six years in a row now where, like, the eight seed is either under 500 or just around 500 in the east and it's kind of sad uh-huh i we need to have a conversation by the way just i, I think we've got the most improved player thing i have pascal you have the end yeah, um, yeah the we, we need to have a conversation about this playoff format thing because i don't think it's just like, like the best of seven format seeding, or what a seeding thing the the way these teams are manipulating this to try to get matchups is ludicrous i'm gonna pull something up for a second i'm i'm gonna we're gonna do it you mean like here. good teams tanking at the end of the year to get like, I, I indiana mean, I, yeah exactly i mean good teams in the west completely tanking yeah you here i'm gonna get if you can get one person by the way one person's name from the portland starting lineup in their final game of the regular season uh you know what we're just gonna do that it's can gotta be one person well i'm assuming no mccollum no lillard no i feel they, like they all i, I feel like <laughs> Enos Cantor had to play, but I'll go with Mo Harkless. Uh, no, he did not play. Did Cantor? There's... Nope. All right, hold on. Let me keep going. Seth Curry? Nope. <laughs> All right, let me keep thinking here. Uh, um, I forgot his – Zach Collins? He did, but he was on the bench. Oh, he didn't even start? All right, I'm too They played far six down. players. They played, they played six, six players. players. Wow, okay. Yes. Let's keep in mind they won this game. They, yeah, they won the game. They were down because big. That's that's the basketball gods for you. Who are right, um, who are the starters? I give up. They're starters. Anthony Simons. Never heard of him. Sh- shouts if you knew him. Kerry Trent. Never heard of Duke him. Duke shooting guard hero from last year. Jake Lehman. Never heard Myers of Myers Leonard. Oh wait, Lehman. I, Scal- I, I, I don't know. I thought Lehman went to Michigan. Maybe not. He went to Maryland. Maryland? He played with. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Diamond. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Myers Leonard and Scal Labissier. Oh man, Scal! Remember Scal earlier this year when uh, uh, mm-hmm. OKC sing or they picked him out of the bench to come shoot the free throws once. Uh, I forgot what happened exactly, but it was either somebody got ejected or something. Do you remember that? It was crazy. And yeah, they picked, I think it was Nurkic. Yeah, they, I think Nurkic got ejected. Yeah, and they needed with to like pick. two seconds left, and they took Scal off the bench. He comes out and just bricks both free throws, but they got the offensive rebound or something, and then sent it to overtime and won in overtime. That was crazy. I still I've never seen a game like that. That was insane. But yeah, that's uh that is a tank job if I've ever heard of it. So what was their scenario? Scal- what was their scenario going into that game? Basically, Portland every team was trying to avoid OKC, which I don't understand, but yeah. Everyone is so scared of them. I don't and understand I, that. Like I I kind of get it because if you 
just take a two-second look at their roster. Paul George and Westbrook is kind of daunting. But, like, two-second look is exactly what it is. Exactly. Like, I don't... You should not be scared of a team that finished the season with a sub-500 record in the final two months. Like, yeah. What, what's going on? Like Especially this, after what, last year, too. Like, in the playoffs, they got worked by Utah. This is a farce. Scal had 30-15. and 15. Yeah. In a like, what is going on? This is fake basketball. Wait, he that was the only game. He had thirty points and fifteen rebounds. How many yeah. minutes did this guy play? Uh, like forty-two. Oh, probably. At I least. mean, he played six players. Yeah, he pl- he played forty minutes. Oh yeah, my goodness! Played, three of them played all forty. Who did they beat? The Kings, because oh, the Kings realized what they were doing and started playing all their bench guys in the second half. They played like Caleb Swanigan. And shout out to Purdue. I know, right? B.J. Johnson. J- talk about the most generic 2K name of all time. Uh, <laughs> For real. <laughs> the, no, this is ridiculous, though. Like, they're, these teams understand, like, with tanking and everything, teams are smarter now, but it's turning into... It's gone too far in the direction where we're now just not even playing basketball in the final 10 games of the year. Like, teams just don't care. Yeah. They're trying to manipulate matchups and shit. Get, my proposal for this, for the playoffs, let the first two, top two seats in each conference pick their opponent. I kind of like that. A little draft? E- yeah. Of exactly. the qualifying teams? I'm, I'm not opposed to that, to be honest. And then you add the extra drama. If you pick the team, they get upset that they thought that you were bad. And then you get a little bit of extra tension there. I like the whole idea, and it screws up this whole seating thing. I'm, I'm out. I'm out with all this insane. I mean, manipulation. I mean, you might as well have the three, the top three teams pick. Then, I mean, if you're gonna have the top two pick, you might as well just finish it out because only three teams will have to pick. Because that four or five will be determined by whoever's yeah. not picked. Yeah, I would understand. That. Would you have it? Sure. Would you have it with like within each conference, or would you just like say let's blow this up and just go one through sixteen, and then? Milwaukee gets the first I'm, pick. I'm more radical. I would say go one through twelve. Screw one through twelve. 16. Screw sixteen. But that's gonna why, take away from are, money. I know, and it's never gonna happen. Right. But why do sixteen teams get in? Why is over half the te- league getting rewarded for this? The first round in the East is horrible. Yeah. No, no one cares. The only series that actually means anything is Sixers Nets, and it's only because Embiid's injured. See, I think I think Indy and Boston's relevant. I know, I know Boston you think Boston's going to sweep Indy, but I don't know. Well, after watching Indy last year in the playoffs against LeBron, and they kind of choked it uh, in seven games. Like, I do – I'm almost positive Oladipo played. But still, I just feel like really... Indiana is, like, a tough place to play, especially with the state of um, Boston. With, like, Kyrie a foot and a half out the door, I could just see that being, like, a complete trap series where just nobody cares anymore. And Indiana playing hard basketball. I mean, if they, I really wish they had Oladipo. Yeah, no, I, I think they'd be fake. Well, first of all, they would have been the three seed because they were the three seed when Oladipo, Oladipo got hurt. I mean, towards the end of the year, Indiana's been free falling, but for the most, even without Oladipo at the beginning, there they, I think they went like eight and two in the first time without Oladipo or something. Um. They were really good. They were really yeah. good. So they still have the flashes. It's just if they can put it together because lately they haven't been playing good basketball. Uh, one other thing, Jack, um, one of my thoughts is, you know, like just have 
like a presidential debate uh, format for the awards. So like for like the end of the year awards for people. So like for MVP, put Giannis, Paul George, and James Harden on a stand and then have them do like a debate and then let people decide off that. And then there's a vote. And the same with most improved player, D'Angelo Russell and Pascal Siakam, coach of the year with Bud and I would, Marone and whoever else you want to throw up there. I feel like that would just be way more entertaining because, like, right now it's just – I don't know. I'm down for all entertainment. Like, just get any live TV thing. Yeah. This was my thing with the All-Star draft, too, like, where they didn't televise it last yeah. year. Like, who cares yeah. if people get upset? This is an entertainment product. Get people in – like, that's an idea. I don't think it would change things much because – there's a lot of factors that go into yeah no it won't change MVP that like change literally change contracts like people can earn seventy million dollars more like Bradley Beal if he makes an All NBA team is going to be yeah. eligible for all those incentives that can yeah. earn and yeah it's but I I completely agree okay with that. but yeah so I believe they they changed that like award show or whatever on TNT isn't that in like July yeah it is okay it's so like who the, remembers any of that in July anyway. Like, very, like, not the casual NBA fan, so why not, like, at the end of June, when everything's done, the whole season's done, you have all the people and, like, coaches and executives or whatever go onto a stage for a half hour or an hour each and just, like, debate each other about why they should win a certain award. Like, can you imagine James Harden and Giannis going back and forth about who should be the MVP? I feel like that would be just amazing to watch, for one. And for two, it would just bring entertainment during the summer when... Nobody's caring about really anything because it's summer and football's not on and basketball's not on. Having that award show in July is so stupid. It's really, like, it's what? really like irrelevant. It's just like, oh, I kind of forgot that we still have to do this. Why hasn't this been? And it's always like, I feel like it's always leaked the last two years because it's oh, hard yeah. to not no, leak this that stuff. Is de- this stuff is decided weeks, days before? Like. All this stuff that we pretend is breaking news is already known to people, like, yeah. at minimum hours before. Like, a lot of these teams already know, like, the free agents that kind of want to go there. We just don't know what that is yet. Um, I'm I'm down for all entertainment. Look, Yeah, I, exactly. I, I just think any innovative ideas, and I think that NBA is willing more than any other league to kind of entertain those possibilities, especially with... Uh, MVP and stuff like that in the big awards, I'd I'd be down. Um, also, who's your coach of the year? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, mine, I do think that there are some arguments for various people, but I I think you have to go with Bud. I, th- I think you have to go with Budenholzer. Like we we forget sort of because we have the memories of Goldfish now for every NBA fan. But Milwaukee last year was not seen as a contender at all. Right. If anything, Giannis was being circled by every team with cap space in three years, looking to prime away because we couldn't win anything. And now we're literally the number one team in the league. Like, and it's not, and honestly, in the in the season, it was not close. Like, we were blowing out teams every night. And, look, I, I wasn't expecting much going into the year. The GM that the Bucks brought in was, like, came from a power struggle between the owners that I don't even understand, and I'm an uber nerd about this stuff. Like, it, it just didn't look good. And I liked Budenholzer going in. I don't think you did. I did not. I I'm, 
Yeah, I... He basically... I mean, what he did was very simple. He basically said, okay, we have an alien seven-foot point guard on our team that literally no one in the league can guard. I mean, the guy doesn't have a jump shot, and he... It doesn't matter. That that's ludicrous. We saw we Ben Simmons is a perfect example of what even like an uber athletic player can do in this league without a jump shot. He he can't do much. I mean he averages what eighteen points a game, but he. I, I I mean you can defend him, but no one can defend Giannis. And he said, okay, we're gonna surround Giannis with four shooters, and we're gonna make it impossible for you to because if you try to help, he's just gonna pass to a shooter, and they're gonna bomb. And he turned that into an elite offense. He also they also have an elite defense because again, Giannis is an alien, and it. I I just I don't see how, you don't go with Bud. All right, so. I agree that like John Horace should be GM of the year, executive of the year, whatever they make that award called or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean the additions he made with, Brook Lopez, which ended up being probably the steal of the off season, other than Boogie. Um, He's been amazing for the Bucks, and then the trades he's made with getting rid of Henson, getting really getting rid of Delhi, and then bringing in Miritich and bringing in um, even Hill. even George Hill, yeah, bringing in George Hill. Um, I feel like he's definitely the GM of the year, especially since he was new, uh, and he was still willing to take chances and take risks. I feel like that's kind of impressive. But as far as coach of the year goes, I'm honestly going to use the Giannis as a as a fault to Bud, and I, I think uh, Michael Malone is deserving of coach of the year. Uh, the Nuggets. He was on my short. He was on my short list. It's definitely a short list. It's definitely a short but, list. It's, yeah. I honestly don't know if there's another one. Maybe Doc. Maybe. I, I I think there's a few. I would definitely put Doc up there. Doc, and then who else in the East? You can't put I would Nurse say Nate in McMillan. there. I would say okay. Yeah, the, that's the, fair. The that's fair. Yeah, but like Nurse can't be on there. Uh, Brown can't be on there. Hell no. I I'd say maybe Dave Yeager. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, he, though. I I completely agree with Malone though. I don't think he's getting a lot. Yeah. Of so, anyways, like, with well the one mm-hmm. the one knock on Yeager is just that they ended up under five hundred, but like that's so out of context compared to the beginning of the year. Um, mm-hmm. but back to Malone. If you look at the Denver Nuggets, it's like, okay, this team's going to win 40 games max. And then, all of a sudden, like, I'm pretty sure Murray was hurt a lot of this year. And uh, who's that other guard that they have that got hurt? I'm literally looking up their injuries right I for, now. I forgot who it was. For oh, what's his name? They, had, they have oh, uh, my God. Gary Harris. Gary Harris, that Gary was it. Harris. Gary Harris yeah. was hurt. Mm-hmm. And this team only lost... They lost the least amount of games at home. They were 34-7 and seven at home, which is better than any team in the NBA. And they don't have, like, this big superstar. Like, you can argue Jokic is, like, a top three center. But when you think of superstars, Jokic definitely does not come to the top of my list. Like, when you're thinking of Giannis, he definitely comes to the top of the list. Like, Giannis, Durant, Curry, Harden, Paul George, like, those kind of guys. But Jokic is definitely not in that tier. And this team still won 54 games in the West and only lost seven games at home. Like, that's ridiculous. He was able to bring this team together because there's no superstar, and they were able to win 54 games. I think that's deserving of Coach of the Year. Whereas Coach Bud, he had a superstar in Giannis that can just single-handedly destroy people because of his God-given ability. And Horst was another big guy there that that gave him developing assets like around Giannis that 
really kind of made the job easier in a way, even though Coach Bud definitely helped this team. I mean, it's definitely one, two, but I just think Giannis kind of knocks Bud just because of how superstarish he is compared to the Nuggets not really having that one superstar. I'm really happy you actually brought up um, the Nuggets injuries because I think it, like, to put it into context. Personally, I think in the regular season, by the way, Jokic is a superstar. I'm not sure how that Yeah, he is, but, like, in people's minds, it's not like Jokic comes to your head when you think of superstars. And that's fair. I mean, he... He's been an abs. He's honestly, he's on my top five MVP list. If I were to make that for the season, based off of how well he did. But going going back to the injury thing, um, Gary Harris played forty eight games, right. so barely over half the year. Will Barton, they're starting. Will Barton, that's another guy. Yeah, three thirty eight games, less than half the year. Paul Millsap, sixty five games, so that's missing twenty, and that doesn't even include down the rep. like these guys. How many did Murray they miss? They were injured. Um, Murray missed... He missed at least, like... He missed seven. Seven? So that's not that much. Yeah. I mean, that's but, still, what, just under 10% of the season? Exactly. That's still, like, like kind of were, significant. They were missing all of their starters for multiple portions of the year, and they got second in the West. Like, we can't do this thing where we claim the West is this amazing conference with certain people like Harden, and then... Disregard what not, the Denver did. Yeah, because what Denver did was pretty incredible i mean and it's my main argument for Jokic, to be honest like and and malone like to be able to keep that team at second in the west they didn't even make the playoffs last year that's incredible they were injured the entire time yeah that that he needs to get more consideration What are your thoughts on uh, IT this playoffs? Do you think he's going to get in at all? Do you think I feel like he's like a weird secret weapon in a way where you know you go 2 minutes without scoring and then all of a sudden here comes Isaiah Thomas who hasn't played in like 30 games cuz like he came and he played a couple games and then I believe the Nuggets said, "Okay, you're not really going to fit into our rotation and then come playoff time when we shorten it, you're not really going to get any minutes." But I feel like they out of nowhere he could just be like the secret weapon that they didn't plan for like i can't imagine pop not planning for anything but i could just see it out of nowhere like having that one game where it's just like a flashback to two years ago uh-huh i, I, don't, I don't know i just have this weird feeling that it is going to make some kind of impact in this series even though it makes no sense because denver literally said that he's not going to be in this playoff rotation yeah the numbers do, do not agree with you um I'm, I'm yeah I'm, not I'm, at all i'm, I'm looking at them he, right now how many games has he even played this year he's played 12 He's been completely. That's actually more than I thought he did. He's shooting thirty-four percent from the field and twenty-seven percent from three. Like, yeah, it's not good at all. But I'm just saying, playoff time brings weird things. And I just think that's like a random person off the bench that could just spark something. Uh huh. Because Denver is definitely going to go minutes without scoring because they definitely rely on their defense. But I don't know. I just I have this weird feeling. I I feel so bad for it. My whole IT thing is, this guy was the only player, like the second bet, um, when he was in Boston, which is what we all think of when it comes to IT, 
their second best player was Jay Crowder or Avery Bradley, and right now both of those guys are like not even good. And they were making Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. Yeah, I Isaiah was insane. Like he was carrying that team through everything, and he played through what turned out to be probably a career ish ending injury. That yeah, he he put it all on the line for Boston before free agency. And then he was traded by Boston, and he basically lost $100 million. He, If he had sat out those playoffs and Boston had lost round one, he would be he would have gotten a max. He would have gotten a huge contract a year later. And instead he played through it because he's a warrior. And say what you will about him now. Like, he's, he was the one guy on that team that could carry them to where they went. And he did that, then was traded away. By the way, Boston, that's a good business decision. I yeah, didn't no, want to I trade no at the time that. getting Kyrie. Would they, get, would they get back for that? No, they got Kyrie. Where was that trade to even? To Cleveland, oh, right? Cleveland, yeah. It was back with – it was remember that half season where Cleveland was completely dysfunctional when they had yeah. like Jay Crowder, Isaiah, and then they traded half their team at the deadline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. That, that was – I mean – it sucks. I, I'm just saying it sucks, but I don't think he's going to play. I he's. He, I understand where you're coming from, and he is probably the best 12th man left in terms of, like, the potential, but I'm just, I'm out. I yeah, no, know. I that makes sense. All right, who do you think is going to win that series, though? Spurs and the Nuggets. Okay, yeah, that's a good segue. Um, now, there's a ton of Denver skepticism and rightfully mm-hmm. so, because they haven't been in the playoffs before, and I don't think a lot of people trust their team at all, especially considering that after Jokic, they have, like, zero All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't. I'm... The thing is, though, the Spurs... I mean, you could make an argument for Murray most years, I feel like. Not maybe this year, but... You could... In, know, in, in the West, walk. it's... In he the West, walk. it's impossible. I mean, with all the guards that they have. It, in the East... Yeah, I think you could make an argument, but he, the thing is, like, if it was a different opponent, like OKC, we'd have a series here, but the Spurs are, I understand that they have the best coach of all time, maybe, I understand that they're one of the smartest teams in the league, they don't, they don't have the horses, I mean, I just, I think Denver's definitely gonna win the series, I understand the road stuff, and I know San Antonio's great at home, I just... Like, the other thing is, Jokic, his biggest issue is that he's slow and can't defend on the perimeter. That's not a problem against the Spurs because they play a bunch of big guys that play in the paint. Like, if he were playing against, I don't know, the Warriors where he'd have to, like, be guarding Durant or the Rockets where he'd be guarding Harden on switches, like, he'd, it would be over. It would, he'd be screwed. I, I mean, isn't he, isn't he going to be guarding Aldridge, though? He'll be guarding Aldridge, but like Aldridge is going to be posting up. Like I'd rather That's if true. I'm if I'm Denver, I'd rather have Jokic defending in the post than defending a guard yeah. on the perimeter. Like who's going to beat him out? I mean, there? Aldridge definitely can step out though. He can. I'm. I think the Spurs have a chance. I'm giving them a chance based off of track record. I just I'm I'm all. I think Denver's being a little underrated. Are you Are you going Denver in five? I'm. I. That's the thing. It's all about those San Antonio games. Or right, so, I mean, two. do you think they're going to split one? 
I, I think... Because I mean, I if think, you had to guess, what would you say? It, I, th- I, I'm gonna say Denver in seven. It, Denver it's, seven. it's weird because it's not like a seven-game series in my mind. It's mostly just about the fact that Denver and San Antonio on the road are awful, like legendarily awful, considering like their standings. Like, I'm gonna check their record. Hold on. The yeah, Spurs like, are uh, sixteen and twenty-five on the road, and Denver's twenty and twenty-one. Oh my God, this—that's the two seed. How good did they the have? How good did they have to be at home to get the two seed? With they were, that, they had the best record. home record in the league. They were thirty-four and seven. Unbelievable. Anyway. I mean, the sad thing is, is um, Portland, who's a three seed, is twenty-one and twenty on the road. Like nobody on the road is good in the West except the Clippers. They're three games over five hundred. The Thunder are three games over five hundred. The Rockets are three games over five hundred, and then the Warriors are thirteen over. Like everybody else is like just, eh, the or West, bad. The West is like such the, a nightmare. I I can't even. Like I think okay, this series to me is just guaranteed to go seven. I just I can't see how it doesn't go seven. I really can't. Like who's gonna win on the road? I can I can understand that. That I mean I predicted it. Like, <laughs> but like the whole thing of the whole thing of who's gonna win on the road, but then at the same time I think something that needs to be addressed is who's gonna lose at home. Because for how bad those two teams are on the road, they're both like two of the three best records at home in the NBA with Denver being thirty four and seven, but San Antonio's thirty two and nine. Like that's, it's that's not just a who's gonna win on the road because they both suck at suck on the road, but who's gonna lose at home? Because it's almost more impressive that they're both so good at home. So, but game sevens are game sevens, and that's just a whole new animal. And then with Coach Pop, I could see San Antonio winning in seven. But uh, I'm with you. I think Denver's gonna win in seven. But I think this is for sure going seven. I think that's the easiest bet of the weekend or the of the NBA playoffs is taking that series to go seven. By the way, I'm hating on the Spurs, but I just need to point out, like, this team should not be this good. Like, after LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar, what is, who is their, Rudy Gay? And I like Rudy Gay, but it's, like, he's not great. They're starting Derek White, who's a rookie, basically, who they drafted at, like, 30. No one gets, these. Dude can shoot, though. Yeah, I mean exactly. This this team consistently drafts in the twenties and thirties, and is yeah. just creating players out of thin air. Bryn Forbes, where was he drafted? I'm gonna look this up right now. He was drafted. Also, is is, is Lonnie we, Walker in the rotation right now? He, I don't even know. He's he's gonna. I think be he's good, back. Though. I he's, think he's back. He's. I know he had that injury. And I, I just this team should not be on this run of playoff appearances. Once Kawhi was traded, like this, I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. I thought it would be like New Orleans or something that would take their place until yeah. they nuked their or until Davis nuked their season. But the and they uh, lost Tony Parker, who is still contributing mm-hmm. out in Charlotte. Like I mean, he's nothing like he used to be, but he's still like a contributing point guard. Patty Mills is out here playing like he's on Team Australia right now. Because <laughs> I mean, when he plays on Australia, he's just ridiculous for that some reason. That Australian team, man. Dude, oh he's God. amazing when he plays on Australia. It makes no sense. Him and Delhi are like Durant and 
Curry. It's like, what is going on? Do not mess with Delhi. Or also, do you remember when Australia should have beat USA a couple years ago? Yeah. Andrew Actually, I pre- was boss. Dude, I, pre- I predicted that uh, USA would lose. I think I had a bet with somebody how USA wouldn't win that uh, Olympics. And I came really close to winning that. Anytime America like, doesn't, come, doesn't even blow out every team in the Olympics, I'm embarrassed. They played everybody that year, too. And they just... Almost lost to Australia, and I think they almost lost to another team, too. Totally I don't remember who it was. I don't understand right. it. Ah, uh, Jack. Yeah. The least interesting matchup is which matchup? Uh, I would I think say this one's Warrior. so obvious. I would say Warriors-Clippers, but to me it's Bucks. Oh, come on. That one's really good. I don't... I don't not game wise, but like storyline wise. Exactly. Like. Exact. That's why I'm not picking it. I'm picking Bucks Pistons. I I don't I don't care. That that I understand that. Okay, I've seen this Bucks team. Part of this is because I've watched them so much this year. The Pistons are not going to pose any problems. Griffin is injured. That I mean, that playoff is the, on playoff on is a wreck. He's scary. Let me tell you. You don't want playoff Don. You don't want him. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna be crazy. Look, I honestly like he did play 30 minutes a game for the Bucks. Oh my god, those were the last year. Th- those were the times he would he last would play, year's playoffs. He would play four minutes a game in the regular season, and then they'd realize um John Henson can't really do anything. Let's just throw out Don. Don had his flashes for the Bucks this year. Let me tell you, this. he was the he was opposite. good at times. He did the opposite of what players do. Normally, players play twenty minutes a game in the regular season and then sit because they're cutting rotations. <laughs> yeah, he, he played like he played like fifteen minutes in the regular season, and Jason Kidd was like, "All right, dude, you're gonna start in the playoffs." Really, and Toronto would coaching. be like pissing their pants. Oh my god! Also, do you remember like a couple months ago or during the offseason where he did the flying knees? Oh my god, that was so weird. Cool. It was that like was, Team Australia was, versus somebody who just threw so his hilarious. knees at somebody. That was one of the. Oh. That was like so crazy. I was like, "What is going on?" Wait, he's Australian. Yeah, he's from Australia. Yo, that team is a nightmare. Oh my god. Yeah, for real. And they've got a. Uh, uh, they've got somebody else, don't they? I don't know. Oh well. I know they're solid though. Uh, All right, my least favorite is just the Magic and the Raptors. You don't like that one. No, that's like the most boring matchup that possibly could have happened. I was rooting so hard for Detroit to get Toronto just for the Dwayne Casey storyline and then playoff done against Toronto again. Like, definitely would have thought like Detroit would take a couple games just because of Dwayne Casey. I think they won like two out of three against Toronto this year. I was really hoping for that. But the Magic Raptors is a game that I feel like I'll start to watch and then I'll be like, why am I watching this? And then I'll just like, turn on hockey or something because like the magic are probably the most boring team in the nba like for real like i I could care less about watching fournier and vucevic (laughs) and dj augustine you don't like watching vucevic double like i do love the post i love vucevic (laughs) but he's boring as hell he's boring as hell and then dj augustine is not fun to watch like that team is just blah I hate it so much. And then the Raptors is just, I don't know. Kawhi is he even going to play every game because, like, he doesn't need to. Cla- are we going to start seeing, like, load management in the playoffs? Because that would oh, be pretty funny. That, that, I would laugh. That if I see, like, if the Raptors are up 3-0 or something and I see Kawhi's out due to load management, I'm going to laugh so hard. 
Or like Giannis, Giannis against Detroit gets a load management. Oh my that'd God. be so funny. Game, that'd be such a slap across the face. Four. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be such a slap across the face, Ooh, too. I'd love that. Um, I could honestly see Kawhi sitting out, though. That, that would totally happen. They, they would be right. They'll rest him in, like, a serious yeah. game four or something. <laughs> round. Oh, it's yeah. 2-1? Nah, we got the series. Nah, we're playing the Sixers? Blah. Who cares? Yeah. Um... As the self-described Uber nerd here, I am interested in watching Orlando's defense play against Toronto, oh, and I want to punch myself in the face. But I am, and no one else is, so that's where we're gonna leave that. I, I understand where you're. I don't think anybody really wants to hear us talk about magical Raptors anyway. Uh, dude, John I hope the Magic somehow really, like John make it like two-two or something. Really good perimeter defender. Really good. Mm. Oh, I guess Aaron Gordon's on that team. Kind of forgot about him. It's it's so bad. Ooh, what's he done? He's been irrelevant since the dunk contest. But he he needs to just make that his thing. Talk yeah, about a disappointing career. Go, this guy is so athletic. He, he can. We saw it. He almost sat on the rim in a dunk contest. Like consider yeah. how, like unskilled you'd have to be to have that athleticism and not be better by now i'm i'm out yeah i'm out on him i don't know i understand that that's a good pick um all right jack uh i'm I'm gonna move on yeah just because i don't really no one um all right the west i've got two matchups that are like very intriguing okay well the first one's the thunder trailblazers I don't understand how Portland is the betting underdog for this series. They're like a plus 125 or something like that to win the series when they've got home court. And I understand that they got swept against New Orleans last year when they were the three seed or whatever, four seed. They had home court, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just don't see them replicating that from last year. And OKC is a team that just screams choke when it, like – not choke, but just, like, they can't make shots when it's not Paul George or Russell Westbrook going 12 of 24 from the field or whatever when he's chucking. So, like, when Paul George has an off game, Steven Adams is not going to be able to create shots. Like, who's going to create shots on that team? I'm, okay, just starting like, this maybe out. Schroeder, but Schroeder comes off the bench, I think, doesn't he? Start Starting this out. It needs to be said, OKC should watch the series if this were just fantasy basketball. Like, Portland, yeah, but with Nurkic out, it, it just does not have the same level of talent. But I agree with you. And the reason why... That, it makes the Cantor pickup look really good now, though. I he like Imagine do... if they didn't get Cantor out of the buyout market. They'd have, like, Zach Collins starting at center. Who would their other center be? That's that's Myers Leonard. Like the point point yeah. is, yeah, that was a that was a good idea. Um, we've seen All this right. movie before with OKC though, and I think it needs to be said more than it is. Russell Westbrook in the playoffs without Durant has been atrocious, just genuinely awful. Past two years, lost to Houston four one. We gave him a pass because he quote unquote had bad teammates. And Wait, who Victor, lost to Houston last year? 
No, that was two years ago, remember? Oh, okay, it the, yeah, yeah. It was the Westbrook MVP year. Yeah, yeah. Harden, and then they played yeah. in the first round, and Houston washed them. And then we all yeah. said, oh, their teammates suck. And then Oladipo right. immediately turned into, like, the one of the best guards in the East the next year. And Sabonis yeah. turned into a good player. Yeah. They, and then last year, they lost to the Jazz. Yeah. And, and I like the Jazz. But you're, you had Paul George. Like, you should have won that series. It, this is... I'm, I've seen this movie with OKC before. They have the more athletic team. They're healthier. But I agree. I agree with you. Because Portland's smart. I think it's underrated how they came back from last year's sweep, didn't break up their entire team, and went back to being a three-seed. Like, most teams would self-combust and trade half of their team at the de- deadline or in the summer or something. We've seen this happen. Toronto did that. Toronto got killed and immediately traded away their best player to San Antonio. They got lucky because San Antonio decided not to take a better offer. I still don't understand that. But p- point being, like, <laughs> P- Portland needs to get a little more credit for this. And they have home court. Dame is criminally underrated. One of the best point guards in the league. I If they get CJ back healthy... I honestly think he's overrated, to be honest. You think he's overrated. Like, uh, what has he done in his career? I, I understand the playoffs have not been great. I get that. Like, when I, people think of Damian, like, they think top three-point guard in the league, and he is, but at the same time, what do you have to show for it? It's, like, nothing at all. In the regular season, at least yeah, the he's last amazing. four years, he's been averaging 25 points plus with, like, seven assists for the past since 2015 like he's he's one of the best point guards in the league it's the playoffs where he has especially last year last year was not a good look last year was really bad what let me look this up he why are why are you looking that up why is like the whole raymond raymond felton playing 11 and a half minutes a game does that not just like scream jason terry minutes last year for the bucks what are that's literally deja vu oh my god can okc get a bench what is going on? Their bench is so bad. It's been bad for the last decade. What is? I mean, they like have doing? decent players. They just like don't perform. It's weird. Like Marquise Morris is like a decent bench player, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess their bench is terrible. I, I it's also it's 2019 in your only. But Schroeder off the bench, like Schroeder off the bench is pretty solid. Also, them losing Alex Abreen's hurt. He yeah. was like their one guy that could hit an open shot other than Jeremy Grant. It, Paul George, obviously. But well, like, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, like role players. How do you have? How is it 2019 and you don't have more shooters? What are you doing? Yeah, is like it, what's their plan? I don't what, under, like what's their plan for the future. You've got Paul George and Westbrook and Stephen Adams. Like that is all you need. Get shooters. It's it should not be this hard. It's kind I, of embarrassing, I, to be honest. Like, what are they doing in their front office? Okay, now I'm looking up Dame's stats. Last year was really bad. He had 18 points, 4 assists, and 4 turnovers. Uh, Dame. Dame oh. in the playoffs last year against New Orleans. That was really bad. The year before... Well, I'm assuming that... Yeah, I'm, yeah, they got shafted. Yeah. The year before, he averaged 28 and 3 assists and 3 turnovers. Who'd so, they even play that? Um, They got, they got swept. Again, they got swept I, two years in a row. They got swept two years in a row. Yep. Who'd they play two years ago? I'm gonna look this up right now. 
Oh my god. I can't remember all this, but that's like that's that's even, bad. I don't blame that as Oh, they played the Warriors. Yep, they were the 8 seed. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I mean, that, I take no that back. Okay. The year they before the they made the second ago? round. The year before they made the second round, but they I understand where you're coming from with them because they lost to the Warriors in 2015 and 2016, and then last year they played New Orleans. Last year was the year where they needed last to Last like, year was weird. Like, how do you not get a game? That was this. That was just weird. Throwbacks. Like NBA is usually like the most predictable playoffs. I feel like mm-hmm. that was like. I didn't see that. Nobody saw a sweep coming from New Orleans. I don't even think Pelicans fans would have guessed that. Throwback to when we thought Anthony Davis was the best player in the world, and then he turned it completely ruined his reputation this year. Oh my god. Anyway, He's still up but, there. I'm. If you completely destroy your team season when you're in the middle of a playoff race by making a trade request with the LeBron collusion and then just destroying... That's true. I, I forgot that they were in the playoff race. They were. They had a chance at ma- getting into the playoffs. Like, they had... I'm. If you're supposedly the best player in the world, <coughs> LeBron, and you're not making the playoffs, I'm, not, I'm done. Over half the teams in the league make the playoffs. It's not hard. This isn't the NFL. Stop. Just make the playoffs. I I can't deal with LeBron and AD right now. Their whole seasons have just been... I know I'm going on a tangent. I just I can't do this. I, I can't do it with them. All right, what do you think of that series, though? You got Portland or OKC? I... I think if OKC's at their best, that they're solid favorites. But I'm I'm gonna go with Portland in seven. I'm gonna go. I think Portland gets it. I I think this is the biggest toss up, maybe, of of the first round. I th- I think it's kind of ridiculous that OKC's being favored as much. I think people are kind of saying the best first reaction of last year. Yeah, I I think the Blazers have the smarts and the team culture. And I just I know Russ Russ is gonna throw a game away. He's he's gonna... also Port, Portland's eight and two in their last ten. I mean it's not like they're playing bad. And yeah, Westbrook is just he's becoming this like it's so hard to explain because he's averaging a triple double for three years in a row. Yet he's one of the dumbest point guards I've seen ever. Like decisions wise. Like, he'll just pull up for a jumper. It's like, he's not a good shooter. I don't know what he's thinking. But then he averages triple-doubles. I just don't understand. Like, I, I, I can't get my head around him being so helpful to a team when he's so hurtful to them. I'm, like, so, I'm, I'm so done. I'm so done with Westbrook, too. This is just I'm so, yeah, he's so, I, if I was a Thunder fan, I'd be so done with Westbrook. So and, done with Westbrook, and let's especially get, with Paul George. And let's get this straight as well. If anybody brings up the fact that he averages over 20 points a game, you need to also That's include his that shots. he's shooting 48% from two, which is mostly layups, and 29% from three. He should not be shooting this much. Any other player, and we go, you know what, you have terrible shot selection, but certain people with Westbrook go, oh, he's averaging 20, 10, and 10. He should be in the MVP race. Stop. He's not the best player on his own team. It's over. He's 
he's so emotional too though it like hurts him too like the utah series last year like i don't know exactly what happened but he got into it with some fans and i understand fans are pretty bad people at times during nba games but do you remember that little kid this year that like tapped him on the back or something and he turned at him and just stared at the little kid the kid was like seven maybe ten i was like dude relax calm down he's just like always on edge and takes things so personal i don't know i just feel like he hurts he's like a negative presence in a way it's very it's weird talking about westbrook with the stuff because he has that reputation but then you also have like the Utah incident this year where the racist fan was like... Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with that. And everyone that I saw, at least on Twitter, like, when that was happening said Russ was at fault. And then it... I don't know. I'm just... He he has this reputation. He does. Did you see... Did you watch the final game of the year when they played the Bucks when the Bucks were playing their C team? No, I didn't, I didn't watch that game. Okay, he basically, like, he got into a fight in the middle of the game, like, he went after Sterling Brown. Again, this is, like, the Bucks C team. They don't care. Yeah, the, right. Sterling Brown just was guarding him, and then... Although Sterling got, Brown is having a good year. He, but the thing is, like, Westbrook got fouled on a layup. Yeah. And it was, it was a normal foul. It wasn't even... Like, it was not a bad thing. And then he gets up and immediately instigates a fight. Like, he did that thing where, you know when players overreacted, like, the classic Marcus Smart, where they flop, and then they go, yeah. and they act like they just got hit by a bulldozer? He, yeah. He, yeah. Went, he went, and then he acted like that, and then went at Sterling Brown. Like, this is not Clay Thompson or any other... Why did I say Clay Thompson? He's the nicest guy in the league. Anyway, th- this is Sterling Brown. Draymond. 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 This is not Draymond. This is Sterling Brown, okay? This is a reserve. You don't need to be picking a fight with him. We all know you're good. Stop. Like you, you don't need to do this. You don't need Speaking to show of, every. Okay, go ahead. Speaking of Sterling Brown, whatever happened in that case where he got like uh, pulled over at the Walgreens because he parked in the handicap spot and then he got like tased or whatever. Jeez. You know what? Whatever happened to that? When did this turn into just a racist accusation? Like, well, I don't know. It's just here. Sterling Brown because I just remember that incident. I, I'm going to look it up right now. I know what you you're know, talking about. I, I think the, he got the, tased by police. Yeah, remember that? In, like, yeah. a Walgreens parking lot at, like, midnight or something? Yeah. Out in Milwaukee? Yeah. And it, like, imagine if he wasn't an NBA player. Right. That's, no, that's yeah. It. I mean, I'm assuming that the people didn't know he was an NBA player. No, of course they didn't. But it, after. It, it's ridiculous. They yeah, th- that was a crazy incident. God. I don't know all the details, so I'm not going to give my opinion on it, but... They had they had body cam footage of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, watch, watch it right that. now. I'm gonna watch it later. We we don't. Yeah. Have... Oh my god. The only thing with Westbrook Jack is, yeah. I made this point to somebody. I don't know if I had the conversation with you ever. Um, so, I understand triple doubles are really cool and all that, but isn't he more effective if he gets six rebounds a game instead of ten point four rebounds a game, and he's getting outlet passes from Stephen Adams? instead of grabbing the rebound under the hoop and dribbling up court, wouldn't it be more effective if he's, like, outside the three-point line getting the outlet pass and then he's running and gunning with the fast break and then get, either getting more assists or more easy buckets at the rim? I, I'm. Like, isn't there something, too, where too many rebounds for a guard is a bad thing? I understand why they do it that way because they want to get the ball in Westbrook's hands immediately and they don't need... I, I kind of... 
But I'm you actually... You can do that with an outlet pass, too. I- exactly. I'm actually happy you brought up Steven Adams, because this... He... Okay. He averages less rebounds than Ross. He averages 4.6 defensive rebounds per game. That's insane. The reason why... Wait, is what's Russ's defense compared to offense? Oh, I'm... I'm gonna pull this up it's gotta be like seven to three this is my huge thing with his rebounds no it's worse it's 1.5 to 9.6 oh my gosh he's literally padding the stats on defense no that's exactly what's happening steven adams is boxing out everyone steven adams does all the hard work and then russ comes in and gets the rebound and gets all the credit what so steven adams is averaging four defensive rebounds yeah, he's averaging more offensive than defensive rebounds. I was going to say, his offense has to be like 5 or 6. Which is nuts. Because people just look at the rebounding stat, and it's like 9.5, and they're like, oh, he's a good rebounder. Oh, my God. If Westbrook, just imagine how more effective they'd be with Paul George running down the floor with uh, Steven Adams' outlet pass to, like, Westbrook. The, Westbrook's exactly. so shifty, where he could just, oh, my God, that fast break would be, they'd be, they'd be like the fastest team in the NBA, and it wouldn't be close. I, I and just, then they could they could mask their poor shooting by that too because they'd be getting to the rim so often. I'm, I'm it would come to the point where like teams can't go for offensive rebounds because of how dangerous they are in transition. I'm sick and t- I'm just sick and tired of everyone talking about Russ's rebounds. Like he's he's taking Stephen Adams's rebounds. That's that's what's happening. Yeah, like the triple double is impressive, but the rebound part is like so high that it hurts them in my opinion. Like if you take those defensive rebounds and. It's not like those rebounds are him going high flying and grabbing rebounds away from the opposing team. It's just like balls that fall to him because he's standing under the hoop. Like another OKC player could easily grab that and just kick it out to him like 25 feet up court and they're off and running. I feel like that would just be so much more effective. But again, it's probably an ego thing where he wants to have triple doubles and be looked at as the greatest Thunder player of all time and stuff like that. Steven Adams has to be like the most tragic t- t- player in the league. He does all the grunt work for this team. Like he does all the stuff no one cares about. And then you have Russ talking about MVP campaigns because I got triple doubles and stuff. He doesn't yeah. get any shot. Like Steven Adams, find a new team. Okay, I want to see you on a good team where you're actually appreciated and none of like you're a warrior. Like I, he's my only like he and Paul George I like, but I. Yeah, I don't know. I'm done. But, yeah, I like Paul George. I like um, Stephen Adams, and then outside of those two, I literally hate everybody on that OKC team. That team is like I, literally, except Nerlens Noel. I do like Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel. Oh my god. He's making a comeback. He's kind of making a comeback. He's, <laughs> never, he's never forget. Never forget him pregame before a Mavs game when he was being benched, eating a hot dog from the press. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I do not remember that one. He bit. supposedly was for Mark Cuban gonna be the difference maker in a Mavs playoff from last year. <laughs> that he got benched halfway through the year and goes and eats a hot dog before a game in the press box. All right, Jack. Yeah. I want to quickly. Uh, I kind of want to jump to the Lakers. 
I'm just completely I, 180 this real quick because I, I, I'm, I'm so shocked that we haven't talked about this yet. I know, right? Like, have the Lakers not come up yet? But anyway, what the hell is going on out now? <laughs> this is like, this is like, I can't even like put into words how bad this is. This is embarrassing for LeBron. First of all, he's literally a coach killer. Everywhere he goes, the coach just gets fired. I'm... And then Magic. Magic just clowns around out of nowhere on the last day and says he's stepping down as president of the basketball operations. That was crazy. Let's start with that. I mean, there's so much to get to. Just take it wherever. I'm. We have to start with Magic because that was in a season where Jimmy Butler started a fight at practice where Draymond and Durant started a fight on the court during a game, and where uh, Kyrie just turned into a passive-aggressive ego leader, whatever. This was the weirdest story. No one saw it coming. And Magic, okay, very likable personality. Very... I can't even come up with compliments for this guy right now. It's just ridiculous. He's just, he's he's a brand, okay? People love him. He's always been magnetic. It's what made him popular as a player, as well as the fact that he was one of the best players of all time. He was never cut out for this job. Anybody who thought he was able to do this job was insane. And he, like, being a GM in the NBA is hard. You have to do scouting. You have to deal with a lot of different people. You have to watch games. You need to travel to Europe to scout European prospects like Luka Doncic. Okay, that it's a hard job. And he treated it... He only t- wanted to recruit free agents on Twitter. Yeah. Like, this guy literally... And that's not a joke. He literally said in his press conference where he quit, I want to tweet more. Twitter yeah. literally was the reason someone quitted the <laughs> Lakers president of basketball operations job. Twitter. Which, by the way, if he tweeted when he was on the job, no one could do anything. What's the NBA going to do? Fine him for tampering? What? Yeah, that's exactly 20, what they would do. For $25,000? This is Magic Johnson. He's a multimillionaire. Maybe billionaire. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, I can't work... He also said, oh, I can't work out with Ben Simmons because I'm the president of basketball operations for the Lakers. I can't do that. Yes, you can. No one cares. Why would anybody care? If you get fined, who... No one gives a shit. Stop acting like... I just don't think he wanted to do the work. I think it was insane that people thought he was going to get free agents. When I... He's a big voice. He's a good brand ambassador. He can't do the job. GMs have hard jobs. There are a lot of guys that did a lot more work than him that were fired because they were terrible. We've seen... Go ahead. I'm just... So, mm -hmm. my whole thing with this is, like, their structure just makes no sense. So, Magic is hired as the head of basketball operations, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And Polinka is the GM, right? Yeah. But Magic got the downfall for the whole AD trade. But what was his role in that? Like, I'm so confused on what Magic 
did as the president of basketball operations like was he the gm without the title of being gm or is palinka getting like this easy pass by choking all of that or is palinka just not getting the opportunity to do his job because magic's overseeing him and then the whole genie bus and magic thing where that was weird and now the whole luke walton parting ways we didn't fire him thing and then it's just what is going on? Like, what is, where's the structure at all in that system? Like, can you help me? Like, I honestly don't know. So, like, what did Magic do? It, okay, so here's basically what I understand with this whole thing. Magic brought in Polinka to do all the work that he didn't want to do because uh, Magic he's done this before. When he was like on NBA Countdown for ESPN. He quit one day, apparently, because he just wasn't having fun anymore. Like, he just doesn't work hard. That's just not his thing. So Polinka was supposed to be the guy doing the grunt work. The problem is Polinka, his background, he was a sports agent. And we know how agents and teams can often have contentious relationships. Let's just put it that way. Like, he's not... People don't like him. And he's a, he's a rookie... You can, putting two rookies in a front office role is just a bad plan, especially when you have LeBron James. They did get LeBron, but I don't think I think LeBron was coming there no matter who was there. They could have put a potato in at GM and he would have decided to come. But <laughs> he just he that whole their whole plan made no sense. After LeBron, they were supposed to get another free agent. They signed Rondo Stevenson and Michael Beasley, who, and I know... And JaVale McGee. And JaVale McGee, who, by the way, has been better this year. But That's true. You, the only... Re- we've seen for years, if you surround LeBron with shooters, you're getting a top four seed in whatever conference you're in, and you're getting a playoff run. None of those guys that I mentioned can shoot. And none of them can play defense. What? There was no plan at all. There was absolutely they had no idea what they were doing then and this is the worst part for me the ad trade where 80s agent rich paul lebron's best friend part of the same agency clearly what happened there was lebron magic and ad decided to make a plan to get ad to the lakers as fast as possible because ad didn't want to be in new orleans so after the all-star what was it no it was before because they changed the trade deadline they AD sends out this trade request immediately, like two two weeks before the deadline. It was completely transparent that he wants to go to the Lakers. It, and Magic, apparently, just assumed New Orleans would give up Anthony Davis, a top-five player, because they're the Lakers and that's supposed to happen? Is it 1970? Like, are these guys high? What, what are they? What do they think? New Orleans wasn't just going to give him up for anything. The Lakers don't have an asset that's worth AD. Brandon Ingram, he's been disappointing this year. By the way, get better with the blood clots. But Lonzo Ball, <laughs> you, I like those guys. They're are they going to be future all stars? Do we even know that? They don't have no. picks. Like expecting New Orleans to just give up Anthony Davis for no reason is insane. Boston is sitting on the opposite coast with a treasure trove of picks and assets just waiting to spend it on AD in the summer. They were not going to get it. And then, like, 
that whole thing, then after that, all the young teammates hate LeBron because he just tried to trade the whole team. You, do you remember the picture in the Indiana game where he's, like, sitting four seats down and the rest of the team is – do you know what I'm talking about? Yep, yeah. Okay. And they – he – okay. I'm just – and then they started, everyone started blaming each other. Some people said it was LeBron's idea. Some people said it was Polenka, Magic, whatever. The point is, they have, they're dysfunctional. That's my rant, but I, I don't know. I'm just waiting for the day where the NBA figures out that we should not be hiring former NBA players as GMs because they were good <laughs> players. Like, what, how does that make sense? Like, what is Magic's qualification to do this because he's an owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like, what does that have to do with anything? That has nothing to do with running a bass or being the head of president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. Like Kobe Bryant coming in and being the new one. In what world does that make sense? Like, and then you look other places. Um, I'll just go with like the obvious ones. Michael Jordan's done absolutely nothing in Charlotte. Have they even made the playoffs under him? Probably, but like not often. That's for sure. Um, Larry Bird, I guess, is kind of successful, but, like, if you look at people they've gotten, it's not, like, impressive other than Oladipo, but, like, even him definitely wouldn't have thought Oladipo would become Oladipo. Those are probably, like, the three really major ones, and there's probably more that I'm just not thinking of. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at other GMs, like, uh, who's the GM out in Philly? What's his name? Brand, right? Yeah, Elton Brand. He wasn't a player, I don't think, was he? He he was a player, yeah. He, He was. I guess some of them are players that I just, like, never heard of, I guess. But, like, these big names that get the job because they were a big-name player, it just never works out. I don't know why the NBA keeps going towards that instead of the, like, analytical guys, like the John Horse of the world, where they bring in players that will actually work in the system under the head coach when people, God forbid, they do their own job so that everybody's job comes together to fit and make the playoffs. Uh, Instead of saying, hey, we have LeBron, we're going to make the playoffs, so let's go ahead and get his little, let's get Rondo Stevenson, JaVale McGee, and uh, Michael Beasley. Like, what are we thinking? And then the audacity for some analysts to say that they're going to be a 50-win team? Like, that's mind-boggling, too, how half these analysts on TV are out can say that the Lakers are going to be a 50-win team with that scrub of a roster. It's like, come on. I just don't understand why Magic Johnson even got that job in the first place. I mean, he got it because it's the Laker family thing. Like, they just... Yeah, that's mind-boggling, too. It's like London up in here. They think it's because you're the Lakers that you're entitled to winning. And they've been awful for... Ever since 2011, the Dream Team. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Yeah, the Dream Team that was garbage. Oh, my God. Dwight Howard, Paul Gasol. Uh, Steve Kobe, Nash. 39-year-old Steve Nash. Yeah. Oh that team my. was supposed to be so good. The other thing with the Lakers, it's not over. Just because Magic's gone, this, this story is not getting better. Today, they fired Luke Walton. Fine. I'm okay with that, considering that... They, they didn't they even. They didn't even have the balls to fire him. It that's that's also fair. They parted like, ways. Come on, parted ways. Give me a break. Two minutes after they send out the press release, Wadge with a tweet: Ty Lue is a strong front runner for the Lakers coaching job. Well, See, what? I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the choice. I'm not okay with you 
having a guy two minutes after you just fired your coach d- do some interviews. What, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they just out and say that they've got a front runner, especially when like, like the, the whole like Ty Lue. I'm okay with just because they've won a championship with LeBron. He's had success with LeBron. I mean, even though they shouldn't have won that championship, so like. I don't know. I kind of see it as like a kind of asterisk just because everything just aligned for those three games that they won in a row. But like, how are your other candidates? Jason Kidd? Like, what has Jason Kidd took the team that's currently the best team in the NBA and last year they were a 42 win team or were they 41 and 41 or I think they were 42 and 40 last year. It was somewhere. It was literally like the contributing players were basically the same. I think the starting five, other than Brook Lopez, was exactly the same. It's literally Brook Lopez and Nikola Mirotic that are the diff- and George Hill. That yeah, are the and Mirotic wasn't even here for everything. So yeah. like, this is uh, this is the front or was the front runner for the Lakers head coaching position. A guy that has really had a pretty poor coaching career. And when he was in Brooklyn, he didn't he have the KG team with Paul Pierce and. Um, I forgot who else was there. Didn't he have that team when they made the playoffs that one year and he spilled the drink on the court or whatever and it cost 25k? Yeah, that. Oh my god. That that was a kind of a disaster as well. I mean, how is this your front runner to be the Lakers head coach? Like, what is the problem with LeBron and head coaches where he has to get a coach that is unproven and can't win? Like, like the craziest hiring in NBA history has to be David Blatt. That was that. Like, looking back on that how did that even become a thing? Like, you came straight out of Europe. The the weird thing is, like, I'm, I know I'm not, I, this is not a popular opinion. I actually like Blatt. I hated him for that job because you're going into the LeBron torture chamber. Right, you're, you're going like, from a, like, top-tier European league where team basketball is everything to coaching, like, the best player in the NBA who's going to walk over everybody that stands in his way, and he's going to have things done his way no matter what, whether it means winning or losing, and you're sending David Blatt to do that? Like, that's just asking for trouble. I'm, I'm so done. Um, and same with Ty Lue. Like, can we just get, for once, a head coach that's proven himself in the NBA? Like, even if it's a Mark Jackson or, um, I don't know, who else is even out there right now? There's going to be a I lot mean, now, of players. I mean, now Jurger should definitely be one. Mm-hmm. Jaeger, Jaeger should be at the top of their list. If I were them, go get him. Why not? What also, the Kings saying that Luke Walton is their favorite. How do you go from Jaeger <laughs> to Luke Walton? Where does that make sense? Like, what is the NBA right now? Like, in what world do you fire a guy that's gotten you the most wins you've had in, like, 13 seasons? And then you go for Luke Walton? By the way, you're, I mean, the Kings have done this before. They're, um... Your coach the year, Mike Malone, was there with Boogie, and they started the That's year, right. I remember, like, That's five years right. ago. They started the year with a winning record, and then they fired him, and then immediately fell apart. This team doesn't want to win. Their owners don't want to win. I'm convinced. I, I just... The Lakers and the Knicks are trying to take over the King spot as the most pathetic franchises in the league, and for the first time, there's actually a glimmer of hope there, and there's a strategy... And now you fire the coach that led you to the best season in the past since 2003. Yeah. Unbelievable. What, it's just really when you, pathetic. Just when you think these teams are 
finally going to change it up. Turn it around, right? Oh, my God. Also, I wonder what... what uh, I haven't heard Earl Watson's name in a while. Earl Watson is... That... I mean, this, he was just dealt a bad hand out in Phoenix. A- anybody coaching the Suns, I don't know how to evaluate that. Because Earl Watson took over, I believe, at the end of a year, right? As an interim. Mm-hmm. And then they hired him full-time. And I think they went 0-3 and they fired him. <laughs> they fired right? him I think it was five three games. Yeah, it was something. like... They were like 0-4 or something. And he got fired. I was like, what? Like, what did you expect? You're the Phoenix Suns from two years ago. Like, they were very, very bad. These, or these, last year, I guess. But these owners, I feel like he would be a decent candidate for the Lakers. That's kind of not talked about. But I think uh, Jaeger's definitely got to be one. And then I'm fine with Ty Lue or Earl Watson, two and three there. But I don't know. It's kind of uh, – I, I just can't see Jason Kidd uh, being a successful coach out there. Another thing with the Lakers, the person running this search right now is Rob Palinka. Why is he still on the – team yeah why is he there his whole thing was that he was with magic they were a tag team okay what time do you just clean house what do you why is he there he has no experience he's shown zero aptitude for the job if magic leaves kick him out get a gm david griffin today just finalized a deal with the pelicans yeah that's also my conspiracy theory um that's all uh, that hired That would be pretty. They hired they hired David Griffin so that uh, they could bring LeBron to New Orleans instead of AD to LA. No, LeBron is really. Can you imagine just, that? LeBron's just outthinking the competition here, man. Because LeBron and Griffin never had beef, right? That was just Dan Gilbert, right? D- David Griffin was good at this job. He's he's a good. Yeah. I mean, he brought in people like J.R. Smith and yeah, you know, Kyle Korver. Like, yeah, he like he he's a main he's a really big. And he, I believe he LeBron. didn't he draft Kyrie? Didn't he draft Kyrie? Uh, I believe so. I do not know exactly where, when he was there. I'm just... Might not, uh, yeah. might, that might have been too soon. I, I but anyway, understand. like, wouldn't that be so funny if New Orleans just, like, dicks around and gets LeBron, and then they still have AD, they re-sign AD, and next thing you know, like, Kyrie's coming to New Orleans, and all of a sudden New Orleans is, like, this powerhouse team. Can you imagine Magic and Palenka then? How dumb they would look? Oh, my this, God. This... All these dysfunctional franchises, it's its actually exhausting trying to figure out. Also, we are 21, are you, you're 20. Like, we're 20-year-old people that know this stuff is stupid. Like, right, we, that's we can't run a team, the but we know we... <laughs> this is stupid. Like, when fans who, by the way, don't watch the Lakers, really, unless they're on national TV. Like, right. we should not... Be immediately looking at what you're doing and saying, "Yep, that's wrong. That's not going to work." That you should be better at this than us. Well, come on. The Lakers are just. I'm trying to make like a comparison for them, but they're just sad. I don't know. Like I just don't see hope for them, other than getting a big free agent. But what free agent wants to go to that mess? I need to like, pull up. They something traded away D'Angelo Russell. They traded away. Uh, What's his name? Why can't I think of his name? The lefty, uh, uh, Randall, Julius Randall. They let him go Trade into the agency to pay oh, for pre- Rondo. Yeah, sorry. They sorry. paid for Rondo with the money they should have given to Randall. <laughs> yeah, they let Brooke Lopez walk. It's crazy. I'm probably missing some more. I don't even. Oh, they traded their they traded their only like center when JaVale McGee was out for most of the year. 
Because Javale McGee was hurt, and then they traded Zizic or Zibach. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, Zubach. they traded him for a bag of chips, and that that was literally their only center that they had. So then, when Javale McGee was hurt, and Tyson Chandler was hurt, it was like Mo Wagner and I don't know. It was just Mo they, LeBron. I think didn't LeBron play center for a little bit? Oh, that was the plan. That was the plan going into. Oh, that was yeah. the plan. Yeah, LeBron's that, that gonna play itself, center. Let's, oh, yeah. let's point that out. I get we should point that out. Is why do you think LeBron playing center is a good idea? That makes no sense. Why why do you think LeBron's gonna play defense in the regular season? I, Did I, you I, watch him the previous God, three years? Lakers, yeah. Did, do you have a TV? Like you have all this money. Are you are you paying attention? He's on all the time. What, what Lakers are you doing? fans gotta be like killing themselves. I think Lakers fans bought in. I think they were like, Yep, we're we're gonna get the we're a finals contender now. Woo! Rondo did well for the Pelicans. We got LeBron. Yeah. Well, that turned out to be fucking horrible. It's just, it's just too classic. It really is. The only thing that would have been more classic was Carmelo. The fact that he's not there is such a trap. Yeah, Carmelo not in LA kind of feels wrong. He needs I don't to know. be. I'm, I'm all that. I, I'm also. We need to talk. Okay, about one thing, one yeah, thing I quickly ahead. want to bring up, mm-hmm. and I could be totally off this because I'm solely basing this off of social media and I haven't looked into this at all but just off of my own eyes of what I've seen so so uh, LeBron goes to Dwayne Wade's final game right in Brooklyn or whatever it was yeah it was in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and I understand like they didn't have any more games to play because the Lakers finished up the day before but like during the thing like it felt like LeBron was like trying to get a lot of attention which it's kind of kind of sad, but after the game, where LeBron season is over, Lebr- D Wade and Carmelo like went out to a bar with a bunch of people, and I didn't see LeBron there or Chris Paul. So I'm like, all right, if this isn't a pub- publicity stunt of you trying to like get yourself in the good graces of like the American public by going to D Wade's last game, then why weren't you there for the the after party? I don't think LeBron the other thing was he like skipped exit interviews to do that which I realize that's fine sort of actually you know what that's not fine you, your team is in dysfunction just finish out the season do your exit interview and then go I the po- point being I don't think LeBron's like actually a part of the team I think he thinks he's above it I think he's just kind of going along for the ride his kids get to live in LA cool yeah but I, I don't think he cares that much. That, and you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next year he's going to make us look stupid. I just... This has been a bad year for him. Um, I'm going to bring up one quote before we're done with this Lakers thing. Because we need to talk about Jeannie Buss for a second. Because she's the yeah, real that's... problem here. Like, so, she's the one who makes all these decisions hiring these people. So what happened to her husband again? Because he used to own the team, right? Uh, Her brother. Or her brother. What happened with that again? I kind of forgot. Her brother was an awful owner from the time that Howard came and then through when they had, like, the Kobe farewell tour years. I'm not even going to try to remember all that stuff. I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, she kicked him out. Like, she pushed him out of the organization because he was that bad. And everyone thought, oh, Jeannie's respected around the league. She's going to, you know, get this team up in shape. And they were actually kind of on an okay path. Like, last year they actually had young dudes that were doing something – they actually had, like, the same record that they did this year. 
and then this year happened. It, it's been an absolute just debacle. But anyway, she went to the. Do you know what the Sloan Analytics Conference is? It's basically like not a clue. It's it's basically where all the sports nerds. It's where like Daryl Morey and all the sports analytics dudes oh, go. You, it's it's you like didn't catch an invite. It's no, I did not. I am uh, planning actually, on going. It's got it's actually. got it's my kind of place. Anyway, she was on a panel there talking about their team, and she had. I, this is the most unbelievable thing. She she was she was asked what the biggest challenge for her team was because you know naturally the Lakers don't have a lot of challenges. This would be hard to pick from. Anyway, on a different she was on a panel and she said the biggest challenge for us is the fake news about how we are supposedly trading our entire roster for a certain player, which is completely oh, not boy. true. The fake news, the media, is her biggest challenge oh, as a Laker boy. owner. First of all, you did try to trade your entire roster for a certain player. Fuck off. Be honest. Stop it. Second of all, you have a million problems with your organization. Your supposed best friend, Magic Johnson, just ended up quitting without even telling you. That, what do you mean? Fake news. What are you doing? You need to really be so deluded and so egotistical to think that that is your biggest issue. When your team has not done anything in almost a decade now. I just, I yeah. needed to point that out. Because that was unbelievable. This is, the, this is the owner. This is the owner of the team. They make all the decisions. Magic's gone. She's not. She's making the decisions right now. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's for the Lakers. One more one more thing. One more thing on the Lakers. Since we're just kind of pointing out random stuff. I'm not going to go deep into this at all. But... This might make no sense when I say this right now, but just hear me out real quick. This is the perfect time for Kevin Durant to go to Los Angeles and play for the Lakers. Oh, my God. All right, so right now, right now, right, what did they win this year? 35 wins, something like that? What did they have? Uh, They had 37 wins. All right, so Kevin Durant goes there, okay? And they get like a two or three seed. How can you say Durant's not the best player in the NBA right now? Like, if he takes that Lakers team that had LeBron, that was a 10 seed, and puts him into the playoff contention, or playoffs with, like, a home court playoffs, like, tell me Durant's not the best player in the NBA, then. Like, it just makes too much sense for, Le- for Durant's ego to go carry LeBron. That would be so hilarious. Like, instead of beating LeBron... Like, the Warriors beating the Lakers, which isn't going to happen, but, like, the Warriors beating the Cavs in years past, which, like, we're still like, all right, Durant, you've had so much help. But if you join LeBron and take this terrible team that he was this year and they, like, become, like, a three-seed or something next year, it's like, all right, Durant's definitely the best player in the NBA now. That would be so funny. I, would I think, that. like, that's honestly his best option to become the best player in the NBA is just to go to the same team and just show up LeBron. That would be so funny. That's just my quick thing. Okay. Um, do we have anything else that we want to get into? Nah, not really, unless you just want to quickly just, like, not even go into it, but just list your playoff winners. Okay. Um, I think... And then I'll just, like, respond 
I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start by conference. So in the East, All right. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be chalk. Like there, it's just gonna be Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly. how many games though? How many games for each? I, I have I have a Boston sweep. I, I don't think Indiana can do anything in that series. Like Bo, Bolan, Bojan Bogdanovich, like he's their best scorer. And Boston's defense is too good. I know Boston's been a train wreck all year. I just so you're going Boston in four. Boston four. I think Philly's gonna win in six. I think that's gonna six. Be, I think that's gonna be tighter than people think, and I think that's gonna cause a lot of drama. I have Toronto winning in five and Milwaukee in four. Um, in the other in the West, I think the West gets a little more interesting. I obviously have Portland in seven and Denver in seven. We talked about that. Um, right. I Houston, Utah. We didn't talk about. It. I think no. we we, did, we didn't have to, but um. That, that's a really interesting series, I think. But I, I have Houston winning in six right now, but I think that could go either way. I think that's definitely a six or seven gamer. And then Warriors in four. After that, I don't even I don't even care about the West. I just think the Warriors are just going to run through. I just, and then I, the Warriors, who would they get? They'd get, a, they, well, they'd get, they'd get Houston. they get Houston, and I understand the idea that Houston can maybe beat them, but I think Houston's wor- last year was the year when Houston yeah. had Trevor Ariza. They and had home court. Was better home court. I mean, that, that was the year they could really beat them. The Warriors, I just think, are too good. I mean, right now, the Rockets are relying on, like... So how many, how many games is that going? That's a six-gamer, but I don't think it's that close. Um, All right, and then you got Denver and you got Portland. Oh my God, that is such a bad. Right? Game. Yeah, you Seven. took Portland. Yeah. I have Denver winning that, but, de- and then I think the Warriors just sweep Denver in the conference. Denver and Denver over Portland, and how many? I don't even know. Six, let's say six. Five All right, or six. six. Yeah. And then Warriors over the Nuggets, and how many? Sweep. I just think that's a sweep. sweep. I don't really care about that. The two series. This is where. What did you say? Two. Warriors over Rockets. I forgot what you said. That was in six. That that, was six. Yeah, that right. was in six. So I have both conference semis over there in six. I don't right, really back, care about the West. All right, back to the East. You have Milwaukee in a sweep, or right? I I have them beating the Pistons in a sweep and Boston. All right, sweeping. and then you got Boston in a sweep, and so here you got Boston and Milwaukee. I'm personally, that series is going to be so interesting because Boston's owned Milwaukee for at least the last few years until this year. I, I am Milwaukee winning in seven. Wow. Yeah, I th- I think Boston, with. I th- I think Boston's gonna think. I just think they have too much talent and too much smarts to get really like completely blown out. But I think Milwaukee's just the better team. They and they have Toronto Philly. I'm so down on Philly. I'm so down. I I have I have Toronto winning that in five. Wow. I. I really, I'm, I'm all in on this Toronto team. I, I think. Look, Philly, they have the names. I understand that. Ever since they got Tobias, their team has not been that good, and it's an, at their best, they may be the best team in the East, but they're never at their best that often. And the other big problem is that if Embiid's injured and his knee is even slightly an issue, they have no replacements. Like I love Boban. Boban Marjanovic, the he's not going to be able to play. If he's if he's going up against Kyle out, like if he ever gets a switch, the guy is a tree. He does he can't move. 
he's 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 I love him, but he's there's a reason that he's not playing heavy minutes in the playoffs ever. Like he's just I I'm if Embiid's healthy, that's different, and I'm gonna cheat here and choose to revise. But I'm I'm going with that in five. And the Milwaukee it, Toronto. That's such a. I, I have Toronto in seven. Gotcha. So going to Milwaukee in a game seven and win. Yeah, yeah. I'm I don't feel good about that. That's and then uh Toronto and Golden State. I have Golden State winning that in six because Toronto would have home court and then Golden State would win at home. Gotcha. Um Yeah. That's a really quick cursory. I want to hear yours because I think right. you and I are going Here's to be mine over here. Yeah. You know, I think the first one's going to be kind of similar. So, got Milwaukee over Detroit in four. I got Boston over Indy in seven. Um, I, I honestly think Indy's going to grind that series out to seven. Wow. I honestly won't be surprised if you... Uh, there's a little upset alert there, in my opinion. I think there's a little upset alert there. I think Kyrie's a foot and a half out the door. I think it could just kind of all blow up in front of our eyes. Um, starting I, tomorrow, really. And then, uh, let's see, what's that? Okay, so we've got Toronto and Orlando. That's going to go five at the most. I'll say, I'll give Orlando a game. Yeah. I'll say, nah, I can't do that. That's a sweep. Toronto's sweeping <laughs> that. Yeah, that's a sweep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh, Philly and Brooklyn, I think, is... I think that series is going to be sneaky good. And Bede's injury, like you said, is just so sneaky when it comes to predicting the series but i'm gonna go sixers in five i think they're gonna win both at home get one in brooklyn and then close it out at home um is that like a close five where like it's a close five it's a close five okay it's a close five like throwing an overtime game maybe a double overtime game you know i kind of um I'll just finish out the East then. I've got the Bucks over Boston in five. I think that's going to be a blowout series, to be honest. Even if, like I said, I don't. Even, I'm not even. I'm not even convinced Boston's going to be there. But if they are, I don't see Milwaukee. They, I mean, they went seven with them last year. I do realize Kyrie wasn't there, but is is Boston even better with Kyrie? I don't know. And Milwaukee's definitely better than last year, so. I think that's five. And then I got Philly over Toronto, believe it or not, in uh, six. I think Philly's going to win that series in six. I just don't think Toronto's as good as they're made out to be. And I think if Philly turns it on, they're definitely the scariest team outside of the Warriors, I'd say, just because of that starting five. Um, and then I got, the Buc- I, got the, I got the Bucks over the Sixers in six. Um, not six, sorry, in, uh, in seven. I think that'll go seven. So I got the Bucks representing the East. In the West, I've got Golden State over the Clippers in five, believe it or not. I think LA steals a game there. Um, uh, who's, who's, that? who's next there? That would be Utah, Utah and Houston. I'm actually taking Utah to go to Houston in game seven and beating them on their floor. Oh, my and God. I think, I think Utah's going to back-to-back kind of stun the league. After they stunned uh, OKC last year, I'm taking Utah over Houston. Can we just seven. imagine? I, I'll let you finish, but like James Harden's reputation if that happens, right? Well, his reputation's already that he chokes because he 
Well, like, come last minute of the game, he disappears. Like, that's just a fact. And so I got Utah over Houston. And then the two-seed Nuggets are going to beat the Spurs in seven, like we mentioned earlier. I think that series is going to go seven. Not too confident Denver's going to win that, but I for sure think that's going to go seven. Um, Portland and OKC. I'm taking Portland. They've got the home court. I think with last year, they're going to be pretty inspired to, you know, kind of show up instead of getting swept, which was just sad. OKC, I think, is overrated for what they are. I think it's Paul George and a bunch of scrubs, to be completely honest. Um, so I think they're going to, I think in a series, they're going to be able to shut down Paul George. You would hope Terry Stotts will be able to figure that out. Not shut him down, but just hold him to like 18 to 20 a game. And then Westbrook's just going to shoot them out of games. So I don't know. I think Portland's going to win that. Um, I think that one's going to go seven, though. I think that'll go seven. And Portland's going to win that on their home court. And then I think that's all the first rounds, right, for the West? Yeah, that's, all, that's yeah. all the first rounds. So then uh, Warriors, Jazz. I'm taking Warriors in five. I think that's what it was last year, wasn't it? Or did they play New Orleans? I can't remember. They, they played New Orleans. They beat them in uh, five. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the Warriors are going to beat the Jazz in five. And then uh, I got the Blazers over the Nuggets in six. I think the Nuggets are or the Blazers are going to get one of those first two and then hold serve at home to win in six. Wow. And then, yeah, the Warriors and Trailblazers. I think this is actually going to be a more intriguing matchup than people are going to think. I'm going to do. I'm going to wow. do Warriors. I think Warriors are going to win in a in a. It's. I think it's going to be five, but I think it's going to be a very close five, kind of like. Um, Boston, Milwaukee could be a close five. But I think Golden State will beat Portland in the Western Conference Finals. So, yeah, believe it or not, the Conference Finals is going to be Warriors, Trailblazers, Bucks, and Philly, which uh, kind of sounds pretty bad. Man, and then huge Warriors, Ennis Cantor fan over here. My I am God. a big, I'm a big My Ennis Cantor God. fan. I am. I, I just, I am. And then uh, or Warriors and the Bucks in the finals. The Bucks have home court, don't forget, which is why I think this is going six. Um, I think the Bucks can win one of two at home to start, and then the Warriors will win both at home. We'll come back to Milwaukee. It'll be 3-2. We'll start here, and the Warriors are going to choke a 3-1 lead again, but then the Warriors are going to get it done in game six at home. So I think it's, that's that's it for you. you got Warriors over Bucks. You've got Warriors over the Raptors. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm so I don't know. Gone. This playoffs is. Good. I think it's kind of boring. It the playoffs have been boring ever since Durant ruined the league. Like <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm not over that. I know I like, did it. I my favorite. It. Yeah, I defend it too. But my favorite team is the Bucks, and I'm still like not that excited. I feel like I should be way more excited that the Bucks are about to make a run to the championship. But the end goal is to win a championship, and do I think they can beat Golden State in a seven game series? I think. I'd be crazy if I said I do think they can beat them. I think they can get two games, like I said, but I don't know. I just the Warriors are just a cheat code until Durant or Curry or Thompson leave. I'm, I'm, it's a problem when free agency is more intriguing than the playoffs. Like that's where we're at right now. Like I'm more excited for July first in the draft than I am for the playoffs. Yeah. I'm, All right, let's cut it here. Oh, how far? We're like over an hour and a half. Oh, man. oh yeah, we're solid. Yeah, nobody's nobody's listening at this point anyway. I've been I mean. baked this entire time, and I don't know what <laughs> I'm talking about. 
I think I've right. made multiple mistakes throughout this, but let's go. Alright, let's end this. He's Jack the Statman Cutty. I'm Mike on the mic, and you've been listening to Beyond Debatable. Mm-hmm.